going to drive. What up, Dave? How are you? What's up, Dave? I think he's checking out at the grocery store. I don't know. What are you doing there? David Lee is on the drive. D. Lee. What's up, guys? What's up? What are you doing over there, man? What, am <laughs> what I happened? Doing? You know what I did? What? I, I, planned on, I planned on being in a safe spot talking to you guys, and instead got caught in two hours of L.A. traffic. And uh, so, anyways, I just got out of the, the car service in a random place right now to talk to you guys. Nah, you're the best. How's, how's the early part of the summer going so far? Pretty good. How are you feeling, by the way, from the surgery? Going, going great. I uh, just got back in the gym a couple weeks ago, uh, and and was uh, the groin and everything was really tight, and I was kind of concerned. And uh, they told me, all our doctors said, you know, it's, it's a part of surgery coming back. You're going to have tightness, scar tissue, all that stuff. And over the last two weeks, I've worked out, and I feel a million times better. So oh, nice. it's, uh, it's progress, progressing perfect. So I'm actually going to be in San Francisco Monday and Tuesday to, uh, to do some court work with our coaches and uh, work out with our trainers, and they're going to check me out again, but everything's moving the way it should. Very good to hear. Uh, I want to talk to you about the NBA Finals here, Dave. Before we do that, though, I'm, I'm curious, and you went through this process you know, years ago when you were drafted uh, in the first round. How much do you pay attention? I know you still follow the Gators and the SEC, but do you know a lot about these kids who are being drafted? And if so, who do you like? You know what, I, I, I watch college basketball uh, big, big games that will come on ESPN at night when I have nothing else to do, and of course I'll watch the, the tournament. Um, I, I know of a lot of the players that, that the Warriors are looking at. Um, I know that we're looking at at, uh, at big men and we're looking at, at small forwards. And uh, I think that, that so far, you know, they had uh, the kid from Baylor and the kid from uh, Jones from Kentucky come in. I heard that they were impressed with both those guys. I know they had Sollinger come in and, and Seller and a couple of those guys that did well as well. So it'll just be interesting. I think part of it, having the seventh pick, is going to come down to who's taken, who's taken before them, you know. Um, who's taken one through six. I think we kind of know. You know, one, one and two, as everything goes as planned. But after that, it's gonna it's gonna depend on who's still left and and which direction they want to go. David Lee joins us here on the Drive ninety five point seven, the game. And David, who did you like in the NBA Finals before Game One, and then who do you like now <laughs> after you've seen the two games? You know, it's funny you say that because you should have said after Game One and then after Game Two, because uh, after Game One. Uh, I thought that the, the big advantage in the series would be that I didn't think Oklahoma City was capable of getting beat at home. And, and they, they have home court advantage, so unless Miami could win at OKC, then Oklahoma was going to win the series. And last night they proved us wrong, and I think proved a lot of people wrong. There was a motorcycle that went by. Proved a lot of, <laughs> lot of people wrong, and, uh, and somehow they won that game. So that was pretty impressive on Miami's part. I'm curious. We spend – you know how it is in talk radio. We <laughs> – as a player, um, you know, we, we dissect, and, and you're very media savvy and, and you're aware of this, we dissect things that players probably don't really give a whole lot of thought to, you know, greatest player without a ring, greatest player of all time. When you're a young player in the moment, you, you deal less with that and, you know, than we do on the radio. But I am curious, in LeBron James's case, if he doesn't win the ring this year, I mean, or ever, which sounds like a stretch, I'm sure he'll get one at some point, but do you think a player in the NBA can be considered one of the greatest of all time if he never captures a championship ring? Not just LeBron, anybody. No, I know. I mean, there's, you use that argument with, with Charles Barkley or with Carl Malone and John Stockton, some of these guys that, that never got one. Um, I, I mean, all I look at it as is, is how good of a player he is. I mean, 
do I think you can mention him in the same breath as, as Jordan and Kobe and those guys? If he doesn't get a ring and those guys have five rings, six rings, whatever it is, no, I don't. But um, I'll tell you what, I, the real question is if they don't win it this year, I'd like to hear your opinion on this. If they don't mm-hmm. win it this year, do they do some restructuring? I mean, I, because, I, you know, yeah. they're, 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 there, they're there both years now and they have a chance to win it. It'll be interesting to see if they don't, uh, kind of what their plan is moving forward, you know? I think if um, you know that's that's a fair point. I think if the Heat don't win the championship, I think they're going to fire Spolstra. I honestly do, and uh-huh. and I think they're and I heard from, I can't I can't divulge who it is, but you know him and he's he's very influential in the NBA. I heard that if they don't win, that they're going to probably look to train uh, Dwayne Wade as well. I mean, I'd just be interested to see if they try to do something with Wade or Bosch or what's going on. But I, I mean, I think you look last night. All all everyone ever talks about is old LeBron James. It's horrible in the fourth quarters. I mean, that bank shot he hit last night and those two free throws were about as big as it gets. So um, I think I think a lot of the, uh, the negative media attention, which, you know, is well-deserved because he chose to make a decision to leave his hometown and to, to, to go down to Miami, and he knew that he was going to go from being a hero to kind of a villain. I think a lot of the challenges that have been put forth, I think he's tackled a lot of them this year, uh, and, and we'll see how what happens in the rest of the series. Doesn't it go to show that it's just not that easy? People want to act like championships are so easy and hand the championship over before the season starts. But, David, we're dealing with human beings. You'd have, you've had different teammates. You've played with different teams. And having that chemistry and having that it factor, it just isn't that easy to produce. That's why, you know, that's why when, when everybody went to Miami and they said, well, they had the parade beforehand, we're going to win multiple championships. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know, I mean, it's it, it looked good in theory. And you know what? Going into the season this year, I think everybody would agree they have one of the best chances of winning it because of those three guys. They're all three unbelievable players. But like you said, all, every team is one injury away or or a guy having an off year or something. There's just so many factors that go into it. Or, you know, you have a you run into a hot team. Look at what Dallas did last year. You know, we thought they would win it, and they, they got hot at the right time. So, like you said, there's a lot of stuff that goes into a championship a lot of stuff that goes into being just a good team and, and winning games even in the regular season. So, um, you know, for them to make to the finals twice in a row is quite an accomplishment. I think that, uh, you know, because of who they are and because of the, the hype that partially they create, um, I think that people expect them to win it all or it's a bust, and I don't disagree with that. That's Warriors forward David Lee on the drive. Tierney and Davis, 95-7 the game. Hey, D. Lee, before I let you go, uh, good to hear if you just tuned in. David's uh, coming back to the area, Bay Area, for a couple of days, work out with the staff. The groin's getting back in shape. And, you know, that's kind of the recurring theme here at the roster, and this is what I want to end up with, D. You know, Steph's ankle, Bogut is obviously on the mend, yourself as well. Let's face it, there's a lot of talent on this team, and, and Clay Thompson's going to get better. You'll get a premium draft pick. You might even move up. I think Bob Myers might trade up and maybe do something a little different on draft night. The, the pieces are in place to start you know, being viewed as a, as a perennial playoff team. Do you feel like you're, you're clo- as close as I think you guys might be? No question. I, say, I think that, I think that uh, you know, things happen for a reason, and, and things seem to fall into place, and I think – you know, with the Monte trade, and, and you know, I, I'm a big fan of Monte, huge fan of his game. Completely understand where the fans are coming from, but I think two things happened. Not only did we get Bogut, who's an unbelievable center, but I think it gave Clay Thompson a chance to come out of his shell last year and get some minutes and prove that he's going to be a, a big time force to be reckoned with in this league for a lot of years. And uh, and and so I think the UF Steph and Clay uh, are going to do an unbelievable job at the three spot. I think that's the that's the biggest question mark. Uh, you know, moving into this year, I think Darrell 
you know, didn't have his best year last year, but he, we know he's very capable. We know he's the guy that can, that can get it done. And then we, we had some, some, great, some great depth off the bench. Brandon Rush played well, Dominic McGuire last year. And then with myself and Bogut down low, I think that we can challenge just about any front court. So, you know, I, I think that we got a chance to, to be really special. The biggest thing, and, and I know the Warriors have talked about this, is adding the depth and filling in the holes because these, these really good teams, these, these you know, playoff and, and contender-type teams, they, they have depth at every position. So if somebody, God forbid, goes down with an injury – or if, or if there's an issue with uh, you know a guy having a couple bad games, you have somebody to fill in. I mean, James Harden has a horrible game one. Somebody fills in for him and plays well. Nick Collison comes off the bench and wins that game for him. So mm-hmm. the good teams are able to do that. I didn't want to bring it up, uh, but you do know that you you did jinx uh, Tim Linscombe a couple of months ago here on the show. You, you do realize that you, you put the wheels in motion for a bad season. It's T. Lee's fault? You know, Dave, you remember that conversation we had, right? No, absolutely. But, here, but here's how I work, BT. I go opposite, I go opposite, I go opposite of the grain, buddy. I go opposite of the grain. So now you guys are down on him and Tim Kawakami's uh, tweeting every five minutes. You know, all the other starters are 14-2 and two and he's 0-8. Now, now that that happens... Now I'm going to say, hey, don't worry. He's lost a little velocity and, and, and a little movement. It's going to come back, and he's going to be one of the reasons that they end up being a playoff team and, and making it a long way. Oh, a little reverse Jedi. I went to the Cardinals game uh, the other day when, when they went against Holiday before he went on the DL, and they're hitting grand slams in the first inning off him. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the way things go sometimes. Dave, always good having you on the show. Keep up the rehab. Um, I know you're only in for a couple of days. Maybe we get a chance to meet up. If not, we'll see you pretty soon when you get back for good for, to, uh, to start the season. You got it. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I'll see you soon. You bet. David Lee, the Warriors.